What up, though? What up, though, everybody? This heavy metal. Um, I got my first podcast jumping off today at the studio. Uh, it's gonna be called Pop Culture Podcast. Um, I'm in the studio with my homeboy on the ones and twos, the bear. What up, though? I got some other OGs in here. Um, Dre with the Authentic Podcast. Did I say that right? I'm in. Okay. So, this is my first podcast, man. So, the topic of the, the idea, the goal of the podcast of the Pop Culture Podcast is to educate the uneducated, help the ones that need it, and train and give gain to the ones that want it, right? So we're just going to be talking about topics as far as, um, you know, a big thing now seen in, in the news, a kid shot himself with an unsecure firearm. So we're going to be talking about, um, gun, you know, firearm safety, community, um, educating the community, uh, your first firearm that you ever bought, why and why you buy it and where did you buy it? Um, topics like uh, train, why you should train, who you should train with, um, the ten thousand dollar firearm. You know, if you go to a training situation like me, I, you know, my first time out training, I might have had, I thought might have been inferior or or a firearm that wasn't um, up to par because I got people next to me with million-dollar blasters. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to talk about topics like that. Um, what's the best caliber to, to carry home defense or every day? Um, you know, just you know, all this two-way um, stuff. So we're going to be talking about firearms, like I said, topics that go on in the pop culture in the world today, um, you know, things like that. Because I think we need to educate and train the community so they can be better off. So nowadays, you know, a lot of things going on out there that need to be addressed. So we're going to try to address it here. We're going to try to keep it lax, keep it fun, keep it popping. What you think about that, Bear? Um, shit, KJ, I think that's, uh, that's dope, man. I mean, you know, we got a lot of shit that, you know, um, that's really needed to talk about. So we're going to cover a lot of subjects with that. Um, we're going to bring a lot of knowledge, a lot of heat. Um, definitely can't wait to talk about uh, the first first gun bought because I got a terrible one. You know, it's probably a lot of people's that once they get into it. But you know, as we know in the two way community, you know, <laughs> a lot of people start off like how we started, like you said, with a trash blaster, or a trash piece, and that's just not knowing. And we worked up to some good shit and better shit. So you know, and also with that man, you know, um, you, you know, women buying firearms, and that's why we go into why what you should buy, and you know, getting comfortable with you know, what you should buy and how yes, to train sir. with and shoot with it. Um, yes, so we're going to talk about all them kind of topics, man. And, like, the main topic, you know, I want to really, you know, hit on is the uh, gun safety. As far as, you know, teaching kids how to be safe around firearms, especially maneuver around unsafe firearms. Mm -hmm. Like, we created, um, me and my partner, uh, Ronald uh, Scipio, the EDC guy, he was the author of the book, Erica's Big Day. Yeah, give him a clap. Um, I was a co-creator, so I brought an idea to him a couple years ago, man, because he had already wrote a book on this. I think it was called Firearms. Uh, for your first firearm, I don't know what, what it exactly was called, mm -hmm. but I brought him the idea to bring a gun safety book to the community for kids because I thought that um, it was going to be they were going to be lost in the sauce because you go to CPL mm -hmm. class, you don't bring kids, right? It's right. people over twenty one. Right. So it's going to be a lot of parents or, you know, adults in the house with firearms. So I was like, well, the kids need to learn and get trained or mm -hmm. know how to maneuver around firearms. So this exactly. was five or six years ago. He was like, man, you know what? It's a good idea, but I'm kind of exhausted right now from the first book I did. So lo and behold, a couple months later, he's like, man, I got a, I got a surprise for you. So he whipped out with the book. 
And um, okay. um, we went, after that, we started making programs and and curriculum from that book. Um, okay. You know, we so you know we we did pretty good with the first time when we released it. Um, now we're working on trying to get it on like a Kindle, so it's more ac- mm-hmm. you know access to people. You know, more access. And and Casey, that's the book that um, they use a DPD sometimes too, right? Well, the the pal picked it up. Pal had it. Um, they did, especially when COVID jumped off. Pal had it, and they did a, um, a Facebook reading with it. Okay. So they did a Facebook reading in their group, but we're trying to get it really in. I think we we really trying to push to get it into schools and mm-hmm. get it into like regular everyday curriculum. Gotcha. Like back in the day, we had McGruff, right? Right. You know what I'm saying, or whatever he was. So that's what that's our goal to try to get it into schools, so it's an everyday. Well, some education there for the kids to get it and also parents. Because mm-hmm. we had a kid on the, um, I think it was published yesterday. It was a kid on the southwest side of Detroit that shot his hand, stuff in the hand with an unsecured firearm. Yeah, five-year-old. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, on Kendall Street. I think that's somewhere in my area. But, yeah, so it was unsecured, three-year-old. It was a two, a three-year-old and a two-year-old in the house. Mm-hmm. But he got it and shot himself in the hand. So, so stuff like that can be avoided. And we keep talking about it, keep talking about it. And the crazy thing is, too, they said that uh, he might uh, lose a piece of his thumb. Did he? Yeah. 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 We keep talking about it, keep talking about it. But, like, uh, Randy Randy Wimberly from Fox 2 News, when— uh, yeah, give him a clap. That's the homie. Um, he did a—I was on Fox 2. I think I was on Channel 4 and Fox 2 News, and they did interviewed us. But I was just like, man, you know, we need to do something beforehand to make things like that not happen. I don't want to be the guy they call afterwards to talk about the book, right? I want right. to be there. You know, I want to do stuff ahead of time to so stuff like that won't happen. Right. So I think, like, with this podcast, we can touch on it, talk on it. People have questions or where to go, who to talk to, education and, and, and curriculum. We can, I can offer that. We can offer that at the ericasbigdaypod.com. Also, I'm going to put it in the, um, down in the descriptions and the notes. And um, people, if they want a book or want some curriculum or I got some questions to ask, they can ask. So, yeah, we're going to... Um, like that's 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 one of my major passions is just the kid uh, safety stuff. Then we're gonna go into you know first time you went to a gun a gun range. What was your experience? And then we're gonna go into like the um, the training aspect of the game, especially us being like the inner inner city. Uh, when I first went to a training uh, platform or train, I was the only one there as my color, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so it and, wasn't, and that, and that tends to be the thing, you know what I'm saying? And that we, but that's what what you're here to do: help educate and bring more of us, right? You know, over color, to the platform, people to the platform, right? You know, I've been doing it for a long time, but we've been we've been making strides toward towards it, but at the same time, like I said, I was the first. I probably was the only one black American, I mean, black African-American out there training, you know what I'm saying? So um, I had fun. It was a great experience. My first training experience was with MDFI, um, Tiki Trekking them. Um, I was out of, at that time, he was out of uh, Post 46. And I did my first uh, training through them, with them, from level ones all the way to level five or you know handgun level ones level twos ar level ones level two so it was a great experience for me and and also <laughs> access granted i also think everybody moving up, levels, buy, moving up in the levels everybody that buy a firearm or do such should get some training to, some type of training man whether you come whether they come see you come see me come see somebody man i guess some type of actual training on how to actually do it 
Yeah, because, you know, I come from an athletic background, so my thing was I trained for basketball and football, so I was like, look, I want to be the best at it. I want to go hard at it. I want to do this. I want to do that. So I just took the same mindset to the firearms. I look, I need to learn how to use this firearm. I want to be, you know, in the game. I want to be at the top of my game. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I want to learn it. I want to learn the, the handgun, then I wanted to learn the AR because I wanted mm-hmm. to be an asset, not a liability mm-hmm. to anybody. You know, you know when I'm out there. And I figured, look, if I can train myself, I can protect myself. I can protect my family. I can protect my friends and my loved ones if it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. So that was that was my mindset when I first, you know, jumped off into the training world. Um, now I see a lot more people, a lot more of us out there training um, with any and everybody. Like I said, you don't have to go to strictly a black instructor to get game. You can go to whoever, as long as that instructor is um, – is you know talking that talk that you want to know, giving that game that you can understand and you can apply it. I think that's um that's big, and that, you know what I'm saying you don't have to just go to us just because right. we say a black owned company. You know what right. I'm saying? Like go to who giving you the game that you can understand and apply. Right. And 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 just to add to that too, man. Just I think a lot of people get that twisted. You know what I'm saying? Because, and this is not to, to shun anybody in our community, especially the black 2A community, but like just to piggyback on what you said, make sure you go to somebody that actually does have the right knowledge. Because, I mean, we, we know plenty of other black instructors that, just to say it lightly, they just really not going to give you as much as what you really need. Right. Yeah. And then it's a it's a mis well I don't say a misconception but it's a, a bridge between a CPL instructor and then like a st- instructor that give advanced classes mm-hmm. right so you got a CPL instructor that may just be that's like getting your CPL is just the bare bones mm-hmm. of um, the game right mm-hmm. so you got to go to a class where you can get advanced level training and understand the, the firearm because most mm-hmm. people you go to a, a CPL class you get your eight hours or whatever. <laughs> they doing now right. and then you go shooting the range they give you your certificate hopefully it. you understand how to carry your firearm home and you know keep it safe and don't mm-hmm. get pulled over and get and get caught up but most people just think though okay that's it uh, i shot it i got my cps that's mm-hmm. it i tell people look that's just the, like the bare bones that's just the tip jump off right the that's the tip of the iceberg you need to go up there at least twice a month and shoot if not you know at least three times a month and shoot and then look into some outside of the box training with some people that you can train with and get game from. So, you know, I tell people like, look, CPL class is just a bare bone, bare minimum. That's where you start at, but that's not that's not the finish line. It's the idea is to get comfortable with that firearm and to get um well trained with that firearm. So that was um that was kind of like, you know, my experience and just trying to get game back to stuff that I learned um to the people. And that's the whole purpose of the Pop Culture Podcast. Pop Culture Podcast 223. Yeah, give me the all access. Everybody going to get this all access. Access granted. Access granted. The bear on the ones and twos. He's doing it real good for me. You know it. You know it. Like I said, it's the first one, man. First of many. Um, Another topic I wanted to, you know what I'm saying, we probably talk, dig into at a later date, um, the $10,000 firearm. You know, you go to these training things and you think that you need a $10,000 firearm to get busy, but you don't. 
You see these guys that are with the Gucci guns, but you don't need that. that I mean, you know what I'm saying? Look, my coach used to say, look, you got two, uh, my basketball coach used to say, look, you got $200 shoes on, but you got $10 worth of, a nickel worth of game. <laughs> so that that applies, that applies to that too, right? You got this whole bust down AR, but you ain't got a nickel worth of game with it. So <laughs> what you think about that? Hey, and to piggyback with that, man, that's, that's the thing, like, you know, and there's, there's nothing – it's not a dig on you and uh you and you and uh Look, I, no. Sinister Five Five Sinister Five Five Six, five, five, six shout is the man is like <laughs> Sinister is the guy, not you me. Know what I'm saying? And, and I and I, I shout him out too because that's that's our guy. That's your guy. That, that's my guy. Nah, that's my man's. But um, you know, y'all shooters. So you know, y'all uh, the staccato guys. You know, I call y'all the staccato boys. You know, y'all got them them big joints. But y'all shooters. Right. You know what I'm saying? Y'all been doing this for a minute. You know what I mean? You can't be the novice. Go out there, get a four thousand dollar firearm, and think that okay, I got the best of the best, and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. But one, you don't know how to shoot it. Two, you don't know how to maintain it. And then just like at the match we did, like my man, uh, what's your man's name? Jeff. That Jeff was telling us that you know don't get water in you, it. You know you get a little sand in there, bad boy. Yeah, I put that joke up. So he's like, oh, I gotta clean it. I gotta dig into it. I'm yeah. gonna put this up and get that MMP two, yeah. that MMP five inch two point You know, so that you know, and a lot of people don't understand that. They just think I got the best of the best, and I'm about to be out here killing them. And it's that's it's not you know it's more to it than that. You know, so like 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 KJ said, man, go get some training, man. I understand it first and, and build your way up to it. So what was your first firearm that you bought? So we're gonna get into that. All right, let's let's all get the laughs in right here, man. We're gonna get the laughs in. First it was, it was an XD, wasn't it? No. My, my very first firearm I ever purchased, man, was a fucking high point. Excuse me. <laughs> it, it, it was a high point uh nine mil. Was it? Yes. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm glad you I'm whew. Yes. I am come I've come way a long way from that there, man. That's that's the hilarious part. But but so here so here's what happened. Here's what it was. And I grew around grew up around guns my whole life. But, you know, at the time of being old enough to buy guns, purchase them and get them and so forth, you know, I went to the gun store and like you said, where we bought it, it was a, a gun store on, is that Van, I think it's Van Dyke. I want to say, I don't know if that's still worn or if it was quite, no, it was still worn. It was like, uh, like Van Dyke in like Nine Mile area, right? Um, little small store, um, little mom and pop shop and. Literally, I'm in there just looking at guns, looking at guns. And I did the typical what most new firearm owners do that don't know. Literally see a gun, see the price, and you're like, oh, well, shoot, it's a gun. You know what I'm saying? But it's $120. So let me go ahead and grab that. Never, you know, I like guns. All guns work like, sometimes, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? It, but, again, that's being the novice, no knowledge, not knowing, so forth, so forth. And make it even worse, I'm at a gun and knife show, like, Couple months later, I bought another one, but I bought the forty cal high point because again it was like you was doing something, huh? One hundred fifty bucks. I'm like, sure, I got two guns now. Blah 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 blah. And I was going to the to the gun range, and I was going to Target Sports on Woodward. And every time I kept going there, the dude kept saying, "I'm thinking first salesman talk." He's like, "Man, you gotta get you a Glock. You gotta get you a Glock. You gotta get you a Glock." I'm like, "Man, you just trying to sell me a fucking Glock?" You know, blah blah blah. But the more and more I got to it. The more and more I started being there, I started realizing, man, maybe I need that Glock, <laughs> you know, or at least something better. And I just started noticing the bullshit with that with well, gun. Well, what, what, what in that gun got you to realize that that was that wasn't it? Everything. So the capacity was low. It was big as hell and bulky. People, you know, talking shit about you know the robot. No, uh, what they what did my man call the big one? Somebody called it a ro- uh, the RoboCop gun. You know what I'm saying? Talking shit about it. And then just noticing it wasn't really accurate, how heavy it was, 
you know, all this shit. It just, everything about it was just like trash. And, you know, things that you don't know. But, you know, being a smart enough individual, you start really noticing. You're like, okay. And I saved up a little bit more bread. And I had, to, you know, at the time I was at the plant, so I had, you know, the money to do it. So I got hip to that 357 SIG round. Fell in love with that. That was my first real gun, Glock 32. Loved it. See, loved it. My my loved dad, it. my dad, uh, you know, passed away years ago. Um, he had a uh, Glock, so I wanted a Glock. So because mm-hmm. he had a Glock, I went and bought me my first firearm was a Glock 19. Okay, and I was about to ask you, what was your first Glock 19? I jumped. I was right there with it. You know, mm. I ain't do all that. Mm-hmm. Everybody else bought the Ruger 45. Right, this, this, right, the right. guy around, I went and got me a Glock 19. Mm-hmm. And at that time, they might have been like, they were still like 4 Yeah, 450. it was like 4 something. Because I think I paid like 470 for mine back yeah, then. Yeah, so I started, jumped off the bridge, um, porch, got me a Glock. Um, and that was it, man. I was, you know what I'm saying? I was looking for training all around. And then, you know, you know, we go to the range. I got the Glock. I'm looking over like, oh, Ryan got that uh the bear got that uh high point. I should talk to him. Mm-hmm. I should, I should mm-hmm. tell, I should tell him this ain't what that ain't mm-hmm. what it is, man. Mm-hmm. So that was my that was my first my first one was the Glock nineteen, man. Um, and, and and just that just to add to that before you go on, because I just want to get that this point out here. That's the difference though with a lot of people that don't realize of having somebody in your corner that knows or has had a firearm that could put you down that path. Like you said, your your dad had a Glock, so you mm-hmm. had somebody to tell you like, yo. You had an instance whether he told you or not. You had an instance of okay, this is what he got. That's what I, you know, blah blah. blah. Right. I ain't had that. So because I ain't have that, right? You know, I had street niggas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so enough street niggas that was you know rocking or whatever. Like you said, that fire, you know, pull the trigger and it goes. You so, know, it you know. was funny. Some it was on the news the other day. Some lady found a high point in a bag on in the road. It wasn't a high point. It wasn't. No. So so I know what you're talking about. So. The story was an uh, older lady um, was doing some cleanup, and she do it, it not too far from here, too. They said it was in Detroit, but unless the, I don't know how it's geographically cut up, but technically I think that's Redford. But mm-hmm. anyway, so it was in a bag, like in a baggie with bullets. Everybody think it's a high point. See, this is where the knowledge comes in, and this is how far, far your boy Brett, I'm going to give myself class for this. This is how far your boy Bear has come to his gun knowledge and, and, and uh, whole everything. It actually was like a Jennings. Okay. It looked like a high point it, the way it, it was sitting it, in there. It, it do. But I could tell the difference between, like, with the grip and everything. Because, you know, that's part of my thing, knowing all guns, to know, you know, what's trash, the bullshit. So when people come to... Come to classes, we know, right? You know, like, hey, I don't know if you should have that. I don't know if you, you know, you really don't want that sky. You know, you don't really, you know, all the stuff like that. But, and then on top of that, it was a twenty-two. Now, all guns can do damage, right? Flat out, you know what I'm saying? But you know, it, again, it was a twenty-two. But still, like you said, you thought it was a high point. High point don't make twenty-twos. Smallest caliber they make is a three-eight. But yeah, but still, go ahead with the story though. Mm. I guess that too, because you seen the, it was twenty-twos in there, yeah, in the bag. So that gave yep. kind of gave it. I was like, yep. man, that's a high point. I said, but that. I said, the high point make twenty two, yeah. but I just seen it like yeah. oh, somebody threw away that high point yeah. again, so I wasn't yeah. tripping. <laughs> right. I wasn't tripping, but yeah, man, that was the my other part of that story though too. If you peep later on, which they didn't emphasize on more, somebody threw a Glock uh, twenty six out though. Did they? Yeah, the rest of that story, it was either oh, Glock twenty six or a thirty that they found like a week or two before then. I'm like, damn, what the hell going on yeah, over I, in that I, neighborhood? I didn't, um, I didn't, um, I didn't read the rest of the story, but like I said, I, I, I did that. Um, I got a Glock. 
And then I got a Glock 23, mm. that 40. I should have never did that. Mm. That thing was harder to shoot, man. Really? I liked them for it. But you know what the 23 is? I got a 22, though. I had a 23. I liked the 22. And then I got me an AR uh, pistol. Mm. Um, still an AR pistol. Mm-hmm. To just in, just in case they follow us, <laughs> still an AR pistol. <laughs> no um, brace, no case. Yeah, no brace, no case. Still an AR pistol, man. It was a Spikes. Um, got it for my birthday at the uh, gun show, and then it jumped off from there, man. Um, I, I, I unfortunately sold my um, Glock 19s, man. I was upset about that. Um, so, so, so real quick, man. I I, I know you probably got a, a list that you're going for program. But just to touch on this, because I've been curious to this and probably want to chop it up with you on this, too. So you said it was a Spikes AR-15. It was a Spikes, yeah, it was a Spikes AR-15. So so how do you feel, because I know the level you at, but just keeping it at 100, the level of shooter you at, but keeping it at 100. How do you feel about the lesser brand ARs versus, like, the higher end, like the, the Delta Defense, not Delta, uh, the Daniel Defenses and stuff? Because, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. ARs are different from pistols in a tune where you don't per se, big air quotes there, having a high point of ARs, correct? Oh, you got a high point of ARs. Okay. Tell me about them. What you mean? Um, so, you talking about as far as pistols concerned? Like the no, ARs. You're talking okay, ARs, yeah. So, like, 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 give me, like, you said a spikes. That's a, I'm pretty sure that's like an entry So level spikes was, it versus, was, a, you know what I mean. So spikes was kind of a low, low, low end firearm. Mm-hmm. Like the Diamondbacks, those would kind of be like really? a low end firearm. Okay. Um, only why I say that because a low end AR, real low end AR. Only why I say that because I come up in the world where we'll go out. We used to train, shoot a thousand rounds of AR, mm-hmm. or you know, run an eight-hour class and be in there going through eight hundred rounds. Mm-hmm. And you got a line of fifteen people, ten people, mm-hmm. and you got what you got, and they got what they got. You look, and that thing keep, keep, keep um, jamming up, keep mm-hmm. locking up, keep this, keep that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you know, you find out what brand they got. I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna stay away from that. Or I'm gonna right. veer from this. Right. Um, so you, you got them. Um, like the nice armament is like a Gucci. They um, are, mm-hmm. um, they up there because you know they everything they build it they build it themselves. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Is is really, you know, nitpick of what they put in there. Uh, Daniel's is a, Daniel Defense is a good one. You never can go wrong with a BCM, and you know just my experience running firearms, especially with the ARs. Mm-hmm. I, the flatter the flatter they shoot, and you know the flatter mm-hmm. they are, the that's it's like it's like riding a caddy, man. You know how, what I'm saying? How do you feel about like the the mass produced, like the I don't want to say like the big box stores, but like the the big box company ones, like the like the M&P 15, the Ruger 556, and then like the like the the Springfield uh, Armory Saint. Like, how do you feel? Like, where do you kind of rank or categorize categorize those? Would you say those would be like low end, middle ground? Um, because like, we know they're not on the dang defense levels and those. Types so of the MMP, the MMP made one. Um, I want to say it was called the Tactical. Okay. MMP Tactical. Um, those are solid. I mean, for a first time AR, those solid. Okay. Um, you know, ARs is like you know you you, you party off better building your own. Mm-hmm. Um, but if for a first time AR, that's um um that's that's that was a solid one. Um, for me, like the, I like, like the radical firearm or radical. See, I didn't get into the radical. Them. I bought a, <laughs> I bought an Anderson setup. Okay. It was a eight hundred. It was like six or seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, Anderson, and I bought it from a homeboy at Gun Barns too, which no longer is open. 
And then uh, my home, my other home, Sinister Five Five Six bought a Daniel Defense, mm-hmm. and we just I fell in love with the Daniel. I said I just mm-hmm. should have spent the extra money and bought once instead of buying this one for six hundred and putting through three hundred in it to make gotcha. it where I wanted. Gotcha. Then I started finding more AR-15s and found out like, oh, I like this. I like mm-hmm. the way it shoots flat. You know, I like mm-hmm. this. You know. And then I had the air pistol, and that thing was like a thing shooting a damn shotgun. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was just, it was too much kick. Um, I had a pig on the front. Um, they were trying to, you know, push the, uh, percut, you know, the, um, the force out. The blast out, The yeah. blast out in front. But it still, it wasn't, it wasn't, it couldn't compare to some of the uh, upper echelon rifles as gotcha. far as, um, gotcha. as far as shooting concerned. Because once, like I said, if you go to the range and you and they're shooting, 20 30 rounds and you buy another box 23 rounds and you dip you don't really get a, a um a real representation of what that firearm can do mm-hmm. now you out there running and gunning for eight hours you got to do guns up you know up drills with it and you shooting a thousand mm-hmm. rounds you be like oh this gun heavy oh this gun light oh this gun shoot flat and i right. can you know double double tap or get my shots on top of each other mm-hmm. you know with that firearm so you know what i'm saying it's a lot of um things to go to that plays in, you know, plays into that. Right. Um, why, why AR-15 shoot the way it shoot, or why it shoots as flat as where it does. But like, you can't go around with a BCM. You can't go around with a Daniel Defense. Them Saints. Um, I'm not too familiar with them. Um, how they run, how they shoot. I know I see a lot of people buy them. Mm-hmm. Um, they get a good deal on it. But like, you know, once you dive off into that that hole of AR-15s, mm-hmm. and that was like a topic of my, you know, on here like the ten thousand dollar rifle, right? Mm-hmm. You go to the training for, you know, you go to outside and training. This dude got a ten thousand dollar rifle, but mm-hmm. he ain't got look at game. You know what right, I'm saying? He right. just want, you know, the flashy firearm right. or the flashy Gucci uh, bust down rifle. But at the same time, he ain't got a, you know ten cent worth of game. So. Um, you know, that's, you know, one of them topics. I don't think you need it. I just think you need a solid, you just start off solid first. You know what I'm saying? You can kind of mm-hmm. roll yourself into, you know, you know, buying more or getting mm-hmm. better, better equipment. So I think, cause I've been wanting to start doing some gun reviews as well. Um, of course, just doing them for, you know, video purpose or editing or whatever, not editing, but you know, content purpose as well on some of my own guns and then, you know, my brother's guns and, you know, maybe some of your guns or whatever, but, um, Newer guns, like so, like you was talking about with the Springfield. I've heard like a lot of good things about them. Um, I know they got another bullpup one that's called a Hellion. I kind of like that one, so I kind of want to do. But I think eventually, um, you know, when we go train one of these days, I might pop up with one of them. Like, hey, KJ, let's put it through its paces and see what it do, type of thing. You hey, know? man, I try to, you know, get it out there because I'm all about that, man. Because this, I, I like the, I like the whole aspect of knowing that this is, you know, this is on this level, this is on that level, and this is this level. But I also like to shoot. You know what I'm saying? And also like to see how good is something. You know what I'm saying? How does this stack up to that Daniel defense? How does that stack up to the nice armament? You know, because not everybody's going to be on those levels. So we do want to be able to let people know, you know, hey, for those that are more budget friendly or that don't have, you still want to be able to do with, it. this is a good piece of, you know, a good tool to work with and so forth. So right. forth. And, and that was another thing too, you know, I want to talk about, touch on, um, you know, when women go by, go to a, like going to a good gun store can make your experience buying a gun right. like like the best thing out there. Cause you can go to a gun store and you don't know nothing, but then they treat you kind of bold. You know what I'm saying? Well, they're trying to rush you out there. They just throwing stuff in your face. You don't know. Right. Like you go to a good gun store and you can get to have a great experience. And you always up in there talking to the guys. They're real knowledgeable. Um, like I go to Uncord a lot. I've been knowing um Joel and them for uh, get them a clap. I go to Uncloy right there on Middle Belt in 96 a lot. 
um, Uncoil Firearms, and I've been knowing them since they was in Westland, and they were pretty good, knowledgeable, good prices. Um, you know, it's just it's all cool up there, man. They treat you. They got they, a good setup there too. They got a great setup. It's almost like it's almost like second to Ann Arbor Arms. You know, you used to go to Ann Arbor Arms like Toys R Us or a gun guy, right. but now I go to Uncoil. We were just sitting there and look at stuff we didn't see last week, thinking mm -hmm. they got something new. But you know, mm -hmm. I just think like going. Getting a good experience at a firearm store is like top of my list because you can go in there and I can just shut you all off. Especially yeah. you a new firearms owner and you don't know too much. You think you know too much, but you really don't know. So they got some good guys in there, man, that's real educated mm -hmm. that can give you some good game. And I think that, you know, you go in there, especially you go to a, a store and um, they, you know, they tell you, well, you should have this or you should have that or right. because you this, because you that. Um, you should be shooting this. Um, so I just say, look, go buy something, run it. If it's not what you want, find something better. Right. Um, so, and, you know, and that and that's and that's been my experience. Like I tell people, um, like you know, the last class that that we was doing that you helped me out with. Shout out to you for helping me out on that. Cause I definitely appreciate that with the range time and everything. I don't know what's going on with the claps. They just like to act stupid sometimes. <laughs> but um, you know, sometimes you'll get that. You'll get the husband. That's kind of overbearing. It may say, well, I want her to shoot this. You know, I want her to do this. Or, you know, you get a, a, a lady that comes in there, a female shooter that, you know, is new and says, well, what's a good girl gun or what's a good gun for me? You know, and the problem with that, like you said, you go to the store, a lot of them, they just kind of see the women coming and just say, well, this is a good gun, you know, gun for you as a lady. And it's always like some type of small 38 that's pink or Tiffany. LCP90 Ruger. Right. You know, and it's like, you know. Don't do them like that, man. Because if you wouldn't put, you know, put that in your mama's hand, or you wouldn't carry it, I mean. So cool, man. funny story, right? Funny story. So my mother-in-law calls me. She out of town. She out with her friends out of town in Florida somewhere. So she say, "Hey, we going. My friend is having a birthday party at a gun range. Women, right? Mm -hmm. She said, "What kind of gun should I be shooting?" I said, "Hey, t I said." She said, "She said, what should I say to them when I go into her?" I said, "Look, tell them to send you a staccato." My <laughs> wife like, "Don't tell her to shoot that." You know, my my mother in law, she's short. You know, older lady. She's like, she was like, "Shout out mother in laws." Hell yeah. So she was like, uh, "What kind of what kind of what kind of firearm should I be shooting?" I said, "Look, when you go in there, ask them for staccato." So my wife was like, "No, nah, no, nah, she can't shoot the staccato." So I was like, "All right, bet." I said, ask them, do they got a 380 Easy, Smith & Wesson, mm -hmm. that's Smitty, 380 Easy, good and shoot, shoot that. Um, I said, that's a, that's a, that's a good gun. To, cause that's our, this is our first time, mm -hmm. right? So I said, ask good them, do they have a, a, a 380 Easy, and just stay right there. Mm -hmm. I said, but then ask them, can you shoot an AR-15? Mm -hmm. My wife's like, no, she can't. She's too little. You know, so she just like, it might hurt her shoulder, this, that, and the third, right? So kind of find out, you know, I. I, you know, I was talking to her after the event, and mm -hmm. she was like, yeah, I shot um, a 9 millimeter. It was a Ruger. I said, probably was an LCP-90, right? She was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know why they, you know, the first gun mm -hmm. they give a female maybe an LCP-90, in my mm -hmm. opinion, right? I said, but uh, how did you like it? She said, well, I like the 380 easy. She said, but I fell in love with the AR-15. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I told you. I said, you yeah, know, people man. get scared of She said, but I was shooting it, and I was like, ooh, ooh. I was like, you know, you know, the misconception of, you know, because you hear it, it's going to be loud, but. And it's a big gun. It's a big gun, yeah. but, you know, most women that shoot that fire and they, they, fall, in, they, fall, they fall in love with it. And so, see, man, and that's the thing. My wife loves my AR. She lo she's she got her own pistol. My wife's, you know, for, um, for Christmas last year, well, 2021, um, I bought her first firearm, three, uh, 365X, and she liked it. She loves it. 
But the cig, right? Yeah, the cig. Yeah, and okay. It hurt my heart because I'm a Glock guy. I'm a Glock CZ. No, guy. I like that. We was up there the other day. I yeah, like that. Yeah, I like that yeah. cig. But but I like that one. That that 365x. But um, but she shoots my ass. She loves that boy. I told her I'm like, hey, if it goes down, you want Overwatch, baby? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A shout out to the wives, but you know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm gonna give you that, and uh, I'm gonna take that that you know the MCK and do my thing or the shotgun. But you know, you want Overwatch with that AR because uh, that's what you like to do, and she money with it, so you know. Yeah, and, and that's um, you know, with the with the training in the community, like, and, and I say, you know, let's train the community. It ain't all about it's not always about the firearm, too, right? Mm-hmm. I want to train. I want to get the community to be up on CPR. I want to get the community yep. to be up on Stop the Bleed. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because we're in this in the city, mm-hmm. and that's another segment we're gonna do. I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions. It's called, it's called Detroit Don't Care, right? Mm-hmm. And like you in the city, nine times a ten, a kid or gonna be with their aunt, their grandparents, or somebody, mm-hmm. so they need to know CPR, right? right. They need right. to know Stop the Bleed because what happened in the hood? Mm-hmm. They it get that chitty chitty bang bang. Right. So they Should need I? to. Right, so they need to know things like that. So it's not all about just training, um, you know, shooting a firearm. You know what I'm saying? I want to expose a lot more people to the world I come from because it it is a different world. And just like you said, the CPR, the stop the bleed, um, and just, you know, getting familiar with a firearm, um, you know, things like that. So that's why, you know, the training part in the community is, is a big passion of mine to try to get the community trained on all aspects of um, self-defense and the self-knowledge. Right. Yeah, because like you said, man, it's more than just getting the gun, going to CPL class, and then going from there. It's way more than that. Right. You know, in my opinion, definitely with that. And that's why, you know, um, one of the said, like, and and why I trained in and you know my auntie like you, you the uh, uh black Rambo, you the uh action Jackson. I'm like I ain't the action Jackson. I just get into it. I just like I like I said I used to coach 16 years Westside Broncos, Sweet Pea Green and Gold. Um, I coach. I play. I played at all levels of uh, football. I played you know highest level of football. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a competition thing. So I wanted to replace that with something. Right. Then I got into the firearm. Right. And I just got I just got into it. So. Right. For me, it was just like, you know, competition, shooting, people talking mm-hmm. junk, talking whatever, let's get at it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's why I jumped in it. So I just tried to, you know, get that game back. But, you know, like my thing was, and that's the topic is like Detroit don't care, right? They don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. Don't care where you at. You can mm-hmm. catch it, right? Mm-hmm. So why not train like it? You know what I'm saying? You know, you may catch me on the videos shooting with my battle belt and all this, that, and the other. Right. But I like to train and shoot in what I came in, my clothes, right. my everyday apparel, right? Like I said, Detroit don't care where they catch you. It, it is what it is. So you got to train, mm-hmm. appro- you know, uh, um, train appropriate. So, hey, hey, KJ, are you going to do a segment or do anything where we're talking about gear as well? Like yeah, we're going to do gear. Um, I got some... Like I said, that's another topic idea we can touch on. Um, I got some, I got gear, gear I've I've been wearing and running. Um, like I said, but I try to keep it minimal. I try to keep it concealed as much as possible. I don't want I don't want you to know that I can unleash hell, holy hell on you. Well, well, maybe there's like a difference of like like you said, like competition gear for like stuff that we use when running comp. Um, stuff that you you know definitely you and uh, five five six do, sinister five five six do. Um, and then versus, you know, EDC gear, you right? Because a lot of people don't really know, you know, that's probably on the deep end for the competition stuff for, you know, the heavier shooters, but definitely at least, you know, EDC stuff. Because a lot of people don't, you know, I think it's, it's a difference it's, between it's, like, it's a difference. um, just having your firearm, let alone having 
more, you know, stuff for your EDC because I got a flashlight, I got a knife. I got so, a like, so like, you know I mean? shooting awesome. competition, like IDPA, US IPSC, or ID, USPSA, Axe, it's, a, stuff, yeah. it's a difference between that and then, like, the, the axe matches that we went to. It's a different type of mindset. Like, mm-hmm. some of the game is the same, but it's a different type of way you sh- you could shoot them. Like, mm-hmm. it's all point-based and time-based, mm-hmm. but the way you approach the game at an axe match opposed to an IDPA match is totally right. different. And that's why I try to expose people to the um, to the IDP. Uh, like, like, in your journey of training, I think you should get into competition shooting. Oh, most definitely. Um, yeah, that's why, hey, and that's why I'm glad we met, because uh, that's what I've been trying to get into. Right. Uh, so, I think in that it. journey of your training, you should throw a competition, whether it be IDPA, IPSC, or come out with us and shoot some um, – um, U.S. shoot some axe axe mm-hmm. matches. So I think you should definitely do the competition part because it kind of pushes your brain power and your skill to the to the utmost. Mm-hmm. You hand you that. Yep. You gotta smell that. <laughs> what is that? That's that fifty cow. <laughs> I kind of like this, man. I... That's that what cough medicine. <laughs> yeah, this is that hunch punch from uh. It's oh, a smoky down the street for my job, man. I need to run in there and grab some peaches. I'm going to grab some for my homeboy. Oh, yeah, and the, the peaches, man. That's the, oh, yeah, that's them boys were slapping. Yeah. But like I said, the segment, man, like, Detroit, Detroit don't care. What do you think Detroit don't care about? Man, that's what, it was you that sent me the one about Detroit, right? The uh, the, the picture, not the picture, but the uh, the real. Was it you that sent me the one about the real, about uh, the dude talking about being in Detroit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Because that was spot on point with it. So I... I agree with that 110%. 110% because it's like, okay, look, you you sit up here, and the next thing you know, you talking, and you sitting there thinking of what, what my man said, and you're like, damn. Detroit make you make bad decisions? Think on, like, <laughs> like, you don't really realize it until you either get older and grown, like we are, and you realize, like, damn, I did some dumb stuff when I was younger, or you literally do like he do and realize, like, you know what? I'm like, you're doing some dumb old stuff right here, man. Let me go ahead and leave. So I ain't making these. Because he's right, man. Because, like, you look at it, like, I never really fully, fully fell into that trap of that. But, like you said, man, like, you'll be broke. But you got on some Cardi's. Got some yays on. You got some yays on. You got remember back in the day, you got the Pelly Well on. You got the Pelly Pell on. You know what I'm saying? You sitting around with some with some Maury's on. You know what I'm saying? We ain't gonna say to George, but you got on some old slick stuff, and it's like, but you riding the bus. But you riding the bus. You know what I'm saying? You ain't even got the beater car. You riding the bus. You know what I'm saying? How many times have we seen that dude? He's fresh as hell at the bus stop. Like Detroit don't care, man. Detroit, listen, Detroit don't care who you are, where you from, bro. We don't. They don't care. This ain't even a diss on the city. We just know where we at. You know what I'm Detroit don't care if you famous, man. They don't, they people don't, don't care. care. They don't care where you at. And that's mm-hmm. why I say, man, I'll be out there training just to stay. Like, look, Detroit don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Like, you get caught, you get caught. Hey, man, this is this is one thing I'll say, man, is, is being, and I ain't really went nowhere. I've only been to a few states, you know what I'm saying, a few cities and done a few things. You know what I'm saying? I've been to, you know, my share. <laughs> you did a few things. Yeah, I've, I've been to my share. But my point is, like, it's real when they say you get respect when you're from Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Me and my brother here, he'll tell you, he'll tell you everywhere we go, that old English D is with it. You know, you catch me with this. <laughs> I got to tell you a funny story. Or whatever, but normally I'm wearing some other stuff. But and we go out of town, I'm always wearing a, 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 fresh, a you know, fresh old English D, and, and it's the respect. Because a lot of people that, that know, they know. You know what I'm saying? We don't really have, like, the big Crips and Blood gangs here. We don't really have, like, big factions. But it's just 
block on block. It's block on block, hood on hood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got some gangs. Hood on hood. Stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Hood for hood on hood. Brightmore versus East Side versus the West versus you know four eight two three four and all kind. You know what I'm saying? All kind of stuff. But it's it's the whole thing of. I, I don't want to say we all looked at as goons, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but the city is, is represented or, or respected as a, you know in terms of you know being represented. Like yo, you know one thing too, and uh, shout out to Zeke from New Era Detroit. Like he pushed that community, watching community, right? Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying. So like if you in the neighborhood in the hood, the hood should watch you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Another thing is Detroit don't. I mean the hood don't love you. You know what I'm right. saying? Now, back in the day, it might have did, but the hood right. don't love you. Things you know what I'm saying? Changed, you got to watch man. it. Yep, things have changed. You know what I'm saying? I grew up on the South of Detroit, man. Everybody on the block knew you. You walked down the street, mm-hmm. did something bad. Some IT going to run out there with a belt and tear your mm-hmm. ass up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was just different, man. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, back in the day, the hood loved you. Nowadays, you don't know. The hood don't really love you like that. Right. So Yeah, um, that, and that, that's the worst part about it, too, man, because like you said, it was, it was that cold. Like, you could be the kid that was cool. You wouldn't have to be the special hooping kid, but just because you was the kid that wasn't the street dude, right? But the street dudes knew you, right? You know what I'm saying? So they respected and left you alone, didn't really mess with it, blah blah blah. But now it's like every, everything's off limit now. You it's know just what different, man. It's like different. The, the game didn't change. You know these kids yeah. didn't change, but um, like my my son goes to West Bloomfield. Shout out WB. WB, right? But my mama said my daughter's more three one three than my son mm-hmm. is. <laughs> you know my little belle, she she fire man. Mm-hmm. And uh, every time my son go, like he he travel baseball, so every time he could leave out the state, me and my wife, cause she from the east side, so me and my wife like go grab some Detroit stuff, go wear this, go wear that. Mm-hmm. He be like. No, that don't look. I'm like, man, listen, bro. You better represent. Listen, bro. bro you better tell her you play baseball. You know, it's not a lot of us to get down to play mm-hmm. baseball. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, look, when you go out here, you got to represent, mm-hmm. man. You got to make sure you represent that Detroit mm-hmm. thing, man. So um, that's kind of everything, you know, in a nutshell. Like I said, mm-hmm. I really want the um, pop culture to be for the culture. And it's like I said, pop culture 223. We're going to be talking about community work. We're going to talk about firearms. We're going to be talking about. The, the 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 pros and cons to this to that why you should train why you, you who you go train with um you know things of that nature um you know topics may pop up throughout the uh, segment we might jump off into something else but the root of it is this community I like I said the ideal of it the goal is to educate the uneducated help the ones that need it and train the ones that want it so that's it for me man I want to thank uh, my man on the ones and two the bear. Um, everybody at the studio for letting me come in and do my show. Thank y'all, brothers. Man, we gonna try to get these claps fixed too, man. I don't know if we gotta redo them or man, what. I don't they, know. You got they, some radio claps. You know how radio tripping, used man. to be. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with them today, man. But they trip every now and then. I don't know. So yeah, man. That's that's it for me. Like I said, uh, thanks for having me in here and giving me the ability and the production stuff. Cause y- y'all set up in here real nice. You in here, baby? I, t- I told my people, I was like, listen, man. Y'all just need to show up. They got everything else. Yeah, so we good, man, and that's, you know, man, so, uh, you know, we're going to get it going, man. I look forward to the journey with you, you know what I'm saying? Thank you, my brother. Being, Appreciate you. Being on here with the rest of the family, Deuce Crew Productions. It, uh, what is it called? Deuce Crew Productions. Deuce, Deuce Crew Productions? Yes, sir. That's and we got the Authentic Production Podcast Party. with Dre. You know what, T- what is it? TL? TLM. TLM. Yeah, yeah, we're we going to edit that out. We ain't going to go <laughs> 
we can leave. We just ain't gonna talk talk about what his pulley is. Yeah, you know, we ain't so. gonna pull it. That's but an inside joke. We get it. But yeah, the whole family, uh, Deuce Crew Productions. You know, we got uh, a few different shows. Uh, we started off with Dubbing the Bear. Uh, it starts off with STS, which is shooting the shit with Dubbing the Brown Bear, where we just talked about. I everything. thought that was dope, man. Uh, we also have the Authentic Dre podcast, uh, where literally you never know what Dre's gonna talk about, but it's trust me, it's a great show. Every time I come in, I'm like, damn. <laughs> And we also have the ladies uh, from Let Us Be Women. Uh, shout out to all, to the whole family there. Um, you know, so we appreciate KJ coming on and being a part of the. Uh, we got the Pop Culture family. Podcast Pop, two two three. Pop Culture Podcast is a part of it now. Um, and we may have some more other things in store for us as well uh, for the production company. So look out for all all the shows that we do. Uh, we do cross promote and do you know appreciate everybody else on here. You know, what I'm saying because you may catch one of us on another show somewhere. You never know. You know That's it for me. <laughs>